Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi. Hi. I have Christmas songs stuck in my head. Which one? (laughs) All of them. No, right now I have the last Christmas I gave you my heart. Funny enough, that that particular song is talked about in the book that I'm going to discuss. Oh my gosh, I knew it. It's because I'm psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when I heard what, that song. What book am I going <laughs> to tell me? All I'm getting is that song. I can't. I'm not okay. getting a specific okay, book I, name. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. 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 But um, yeah, I'm just really feeling that song channeling through. Mm, okay. So. Yeah, that's all the information I can give you, unfortunately. <laughs> You'll have to figure out the rest from there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we both have holiday reads. I know, which, go figure, because Christmas is in, wait, how many days will it be from this episode? Five? five? This airs on the 19th. Six? Whatever. You know, just a certain number of days. There's, six days. There's in six days. There are several days. <laughs> there are seven Christmas. days in a week. <laughs> I do math for a living, but I can't do it just like randomly off the cuff. It's okay. 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 It's okay. I'm terrible at math. <clears throat> um, and I do not do it for a living. <laughs> You're all very welcome. Um, well, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I'm really excited that we both have holiday reads because it does tie in really well. And I love hearing about holiday books. Mine is so cozy. It's like the coziest Christmas book. Mine is a very um, regular trope, but I love it. So yours is a rom-com. It's a rom-com and it's a Groundhog Day-esque, which I'm not going to lie, I love in a good holiday read. Yes. So, but it's not in a holidays by Christina Lauren. No, I actually reviewed that last year. I know. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, and this one is British. <gasps> Mine's British too. Yes. Okay. This is fantastic news. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, am I going first? I think I am. Go for it, Jamie. <laughs> Tell me about your holiday British read. Um, okay, so it's called Christmas by the Book by Anne Marie Ryan. Okay, I've not heard of this. I hadn't either, but Audible was having um, an audiobook sale, and I like clicked through to their holiday listens and just like purchased all of them. <laughs> Not all of them, but I purchased <clears throat> several holiday books from the sale, um, and this was one of them. So it takes place in a small town in England, and um, mostly follows this couple, Nora and Simon, who are in probably their late 40s, early 50s. They have an 18-year-old daughter. Okay. Um, and uh, they own a bookstore together. So, like, love already. <laughs> um, obviously, Christmas by the book. Um, unfortunately, though, their bookstore is not doing very well. Um, and it is... Christmas season because it's a Christmas book so we're towards the end of the year 
Their bookstore's not doing very well, and Nora is trying her hardest to keep it from her husband, Simon, because he had um, like a heart incident recently, and the doctor was like, he can't get stressed about anything, and so she's just keeping it all from him and trying to deal with it herself, and it's just a lot to take on. Um, and meanwhile, she has some people coming into her store. She has some really great people coming into her store who like buy books and who are regulars and whatnot. But then there's people like this guy who walks in and he's like, um, I'm looking for this book that's like, um, a thriller and it has a a blue cover and it's going to be made into a movie soon and she's like oh great this could be like a hundred different books and she like figures out which one he's talking about goes and pulls it brings it to him and she's like is this the one he's like yeah yeah that's it she's like okay great do you want me to ring it up and he's like oh no I can get it on Amazon for cheaper and it's just like those type of people yikes yeah that's (laughs) awful yeah so she's having to deal with that stuff too and that's why the store is not doing so great it's because of people like that Um, but she also has this older gentleman come into the store and he is looking for a book for his grandson who is in the hospital and he's sick. And this older gentleman, um, is obviously really sad about this. His grandson lives in a different town, so he's not able to like be with him and all this kind of stuff. And that gets Nora to thinking that, you know what, there are people who are struggling during the holidays and, She lets members of the community nominate people who think they think like need books to cheer them up. Okay. So she and Simon pick out of a hat six people and they choose six different Christmas books and randomly give out these six different Christmas books anonymously. They don't say where it came from, who nominated them or anything like that. Um, They just like secretly deliver them and... Each of the books is like mean ends up being like meaningful to the person who receives it. Um, and along with the book, um, they insert an invitation for their annual Christmas party. So we do get the perspectives of the people who receive the book and learn really cool. a little bit about their lives and yeah. kind of how the book that they received was um, meaningful to them. Um, And then they all end up back at the store together for the annual Christmas party. And um, it's just, I don't know. It was just so like perfect. Yes, it was heartwarming. It was lovely. I loved the idea of just spreading joy around. And um, it was so Christmassy and cozy and wonderful. Yay. That's all you can ask for. I know. That is all you can ask for in a Christmas book yes. called Christmas by the Book. Well, I'm adding that one to my list as well. Yeah, you better get it in fast. <laughs> like a million. I know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and the next week I will be <laughs> just reading Christmas holiday novels. Same. Um, okay, let me tell you about my book. Yes, please do. So again, um, this is a Groundhog Day, but with eggnog is how it is described. <laughs> Um, it is similar to In a Holidays, but also different. Um, the setting is just fantastic. They're in the countryside outside of London somewhere. Why are you looking at me like that? Are you going to tell me the name? Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's called The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. 
Okay, I do feel like I've seen it. came the... out November 18th. Okay, this year. so it's so probably it's... on our list. I don't remember it being on our list, but maybe the cover's really cute and I feel like you've seen it before. Probably. Um, so Gwen Baker um is driving to her family's home in the countryside with her cousin Manny. Um her life has recently fallen apart. Hmm. Poor thing. She is newly single. She is on leave, um, not of her own <laughs> from work. She is a lawyer. Um, she was asked uh, or pretty much told you will be taking a two-week leave suspension. Wow. Um, she's at a very prestigious law firm. Her life has revolved around this for the last however many years. Um, she thought that her four-year relationship with Michael was going to be it. And he has recently um, come home one day and basically told her that he's not in love with her anymore. He met someone else and mm. she needs to move out of their home immediately because it's technically his house. Ouch. Yeah. Um, so Manny is trying to cheer her up. Manny is her cousin, but he was raised as her brother pretty much. Like he... His, um, we learned that his dad passed away. He was a um, truck driver and he passed away in an accident mm. when Manny was, I don't know, like two. And his mother couldn't handle it. And she basically left him with her brother in law, who was Manny's dad's brother, and um, Gwen's parents. And they raised him. So he's pretty much her brother. Right. Um, but he's just a character. He is our um, kind of humor throughout. Our comic relief. Comic relief. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and they are each other's best friends. So sweet. So he always has her back. She always has his back. Um, they are on their way there. She hasn't told her family yet that she's been suspended from work. They know that she's no longer with Michael, but she hasn't really gone into the details of that. Um, her dad is a retired lawyer and is so proud of her that she is with this prestigious firm that he could he never had the opportunity to join when he was a lawyer. And so he just, all he wants to talk about since he's retired is her work. And she's like, I don't want to talk about my work. Oh. Um, her mom is a school teacher. And she has a sister who is also a lawyer, but she is married to... Um, this awful guy named Oliver and they have two kids together and he's just kind of like the guy that you, like the, the guy at the family gatherings that just always puts his foot in his mouth and is just really rude and doesn't have any social awareness whatsoever, nor does he care. Um, they do like personal injury law. Um, and her sister just generally seems like a very unhappy person and they don't get along at all. Mm. And they never have. They've never been close. Um, they always get in fights when they're around each other. So she gets to the house. Her mom and dad are there. Her nan is there, who is her mother's mother. Um, and the really hot neighbor next door, Dev, <laughs> who she's had a crush on since she was 13 and he moved into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's basically Groundhog Day. Everything starts to go awry the first night. Karis, her sister, and her husband and their two kids decide to stay over. So she has to sleep on this little cot thing in the 
like in the dining room. And so oh she's God. so ticked because it's basically like a death trap. And so she, everything falls apart the first night. She goes to sleep. She wakes up the next morning in her bed, which is not where she went to sleep. Right. She slowly starts to realize that it's the same day because she gets this text message that she got the morning of and she's really confused. And then she starts to realize that it actually is Christmas. And so she pulls Manny into her room, explains everything to him, tells him some things that happened the day before that cannot be like about him that happened. And he's like, what? How do you know that? So he believes her. Things start going into motion, and basically it's 10 days of the same. Like, she relives it t- like 10 times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, what she decides to do, or what she thinks is happening, is I didn't know about this, but uh, apparently Yorkshire pudding is a very specific thing on Christmas for the Brits, possibly. All right. Or it is for this family. <laughs> and there's a tradition where they put a sixpence in the pudding. So I looked it up because I didn't know about this tradition, but they make this pudding, which is like a kind of like a cake uh-huh. form. It's like a jello mold, we would call it. It's not jello, yeah. but you know, it's that same kind of thing. Right. Um, that no one really wants to eat. But it's tradition, so they have to have it at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You've got to have your Yorkshire pud. Correct. Um, so what I understand is that you create this pudding, and everybody takes a turn spinning it as it's being made, and stir it, like they stir it, and they make a wish, and then after everyone has made their wish for the year, you throw in the sixpence, and whoever gets it, kind of like a king cake. Mm-hmm. It sounds really sanitary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, hopefully it's cleaned before. <laughs> um, Put your sixpence in the dishwasher. <laughs> so she thinks the way to get out of this hell is to make everyone's wish come true because she doesn't know who made the wish, like who got the sixpence and made the wish that she like thinks for is... the day to happen over again. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. Um, it was really good, and of course it's British, so I loved it. Again, I love this trope. Like I love this. Whole, I loved everything about it. I love the setting. I love the characters. They're really relatable. Their relationships with each other are really interesting. So even though it was somewhat of a rom com, I would say it was more rom com adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhat women's fiction holiday more so than that because it's really her connecting with every person in her family again and learning something about them that she didn't know and didn't realize. I think she's so involved with herself and not in like a terrible way. She's not, she's a good character, but she has so much going on and things are falling apart for her that she doesn't have the introspection to think like all these people are also dealing with things. And whenever she stops to ask them what their wish is, if they could have one wish would be and trying to make those wishes happen for them in a certain way, she realizes that everyone has stuff. And especially during the holiday holidays, times are hard, can be. And um, I don't know. It was just a really good book because it was more than a rom-com. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Yeah. And Dev's really, really cute. <laughs> Dev. And he's a doctor. Oh. Yeah, he's a cardiologist. Okay. Michael, her it's, terrible ex-boyfriend, was a dentist. It sounds like um, 
my character, Simon, might need your character, Dev, um, you know, to get better. Yes, (laughs) for sure. That sounds fun, though. And now I have to add another Christmas book to my Christmas book list for the holidays. You do. This one is kind of a must read. And I will say that I looked it up before because I wanted a really good Christmas read because there's so many. I didn't want to just, you know, waste my time. Pick up the next one. that. And multiple people on Goodreads and um, Audible reviews said that this was their favorite holiday read mm. so far. Mm. Okay. I will bump it up the list. Um, let's talk about the tea. Okay. I have not taken a sip yet. Okay. I'm scared. Do you want me to explain I'm scared anything before? Be- no. You- okay. I'm scared because it's coconut cocoa, and I don't like coconut, and it didn't smell good. So I'm scared to take a sip, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> not my favorite, but it's not bad. Yep. Yep. So um, I will say the smell of this one when you smell it before you taste it is less pleasant than how it tastes. Do you agree with that? I do agree. But it's also very coconutty and I it is. just and don't. I really like coconut. Yeah. I don't love this in a tea. I think maybe if the coconut was paired with like a vanilla or something or like an almond coconut, I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. I so even though I love chocolate, I'm I feel like I get really excited about cocoa chocolate flavored teas and then they never I know. Like, chocolate and tea just don't really go together that well. Although we did have one chocolate tea that was really good. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Was it the trick-or-treat one? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, and, like, I tried that red velvet chocolate tea, and it was not good. Is this one better or worse in your opinion? Mm. They're about... Equal? Equal. Okay. But I, I just don't like coconut... The smell's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. But the taste is so horrible. We don't really have a lot of information about the tea on on the bag, but we do have the ingredients. Roasted carob, roasted chicory, dates, natural coconut flavor, cocoa powder, and natural chocolate flavor. I mean Wait, are you gonna are you gonna skip over the quote from yeah, the Minister don't. of Leaves? Please okay. Read. okay. <laughs> Drifting clouds, flowing water, seeking the same calm I discover happiness, tasting a true sip of tea. From the Minister of Leaves. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. It's not my favorite. But you know what is my favorite that I've really been enjoying lately? Abbott Elementary, the TV show. I have show. not watched it. Um, I requested... Uh, Something mindless and with no subtitles <laughs> so that I could watch while I was wrapping all of the advent calendar presents. And um, quite a few people recommended Abbott Elementary. So I was like, all right, let me just check this out. And it's on Hulu and I have Hulu and it's quick little 24 minute episodes because it's on network TV. Like it comes on ABC and it is so freaking funny. Like it's really, really good. Oh, good. I, I wouldn't. It would not have been something that I would have, but gravitated towards. Yeah. Based on the commercials that I've seen. Yeah, it's it's really funny, and um, the funny thing is, last weekend at Foster's 
um, basketball game, my mom was like, do you know what Foster's learning in school right now? I mean, I just can't believe it. He's in first grade and he's learning factors. Like he, and she's explaining this to me and I'm thinking back and I'm like, okay, um, what are the first graders in Abbott Elementary learning? <laughs> Let me see if this is on par with what they're learning. That's so funny. Yeah. It's a really, really good show, and I definitely recommend it. Perfect. And especially because I know you don't have a ton of TV watching time, and right. it's just like bite-sized pieces, and you can just watch a quick episode and be done. That but might you, be what we need. But you will want to keep watching. Okay. Like, I binged like the first seven episodes in one night. Okay. It's so funny. Yay! I'm adding it to my list. Yay! Last year during Advent calendars, we posted um, about, Jamie, say it because I'm going to screw it up. Well, the American way of saying it is Jalabaka Flod. Right. But the Icelandic way of saying it, because we looked it up, (laughs) it was like, Jalabaka Flod. (laughs) (laughs) But um, this is a tradition um, that's really lovely, and it uh, basically is a book exchange um, on On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. And they spend the rest of the evening reading books. Like in the same room together. Yeah, you just, you get a book. Yeah. And then you spend Christmas Eve evening reading that book. And I just love the idea. I've done it once or twice for my family before. I haven't done it the last few years. But this year, I like had books in mind. Mm Mm-hmm. That I wanted to get everyone. So I've already gotten Foster's and Margo's. I have my dad's picked out, but I still have to buy it. Um, I emailed James about it today at Red Stick Reads. I was like, can you get this for me? <laughs> um, and I still I have an idea for Hillary, an idea for my mom. So we're, I don't know what to do for John because he doesn't read. I always get him like a sports book. I'll have to see if there's any interesting sports books that came out recently. Not that he was going to read it, but still, I can't not include right, him. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this is why we leave the book for last in our advent calendar lineup, um, specifically so that you can enjoy this tradition if you so choose. Yes. And I will say, I was texting with Shantae the other day, and I was like, um, by the way, we loved your posts last year about the advent calendar. And she was like, yeah, I already opened my book. I was like, okay. I mean, like I get it. If people got the holiday book and they want to open it up before Christmas Eve, I get that. But, um, that is the reasoning behind us leaving it to Christmas Eve is to coincide with Yola Boca Flod. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really glad that this week, we are seeing the fruits of our labors with the advent calendars. Yes, it's so And I mean, so I think that that's joyful. a Freud and Freuda for both of us. So um, true. That they're out in the world and being opened as we speak. Um, so I think that's exciting, obviously. Totally agree. The whole reason that we put all that work into it is because we love the joy that it brings other people. Yeah. And I think that's really what holidays are about is the joy of things and finding joy, even if it's in small things. Um, Again, the holidays can be very stressful for some. It can be very lonely for some. It's not always um, 
a time of joy. But I think if uh, you are having a hard time and you're able to, I know that's not always the case, but if you're able to find joy in in things, small or large, um, it it can kind of brighten the holidays specifically things um, are people like yeah. for me i like to one of the things that my parents and i do is we'll go to a restaurant and like we kind of if we go out to eat during the christmas season we're like specifically looking for a really great waiter or waitress and if we get one then we like tip them a lot you mm-hmm. know a lot yeah. extra sure and like that's just our thing that you know i, I do with my parents and it's something that we love and that brings us joy and something that we can do to hopefully bring joy to others. So if yeah. you can just find those small acts of kindness. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. On okay. that note, let's go spread some joy. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers. Cheers.